2: Brad Biggs. Biggs time. Biggs. His name is Brad Biggs. Brad Biggs talks
3: football with you. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, Brad Biggs, the football man of the Chicago Tribune, a long-time contributor to the station and a valued friend. And he joins us now, as all guests do on the score hotline, Brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Big Z!
4: Morning, Brad. Morning, boys. What's going on?
3: Well, I'm uh, very curious to see what's going on. Uh, Jalen Carter leaving the combine yesterday, turning himself into police in Athens, Georgia, and then being released, I believe, 16 minutes later. Apparently, the charges are misdemeanor charges. We were talking about it this morning. The Bears talk a big game, right? About about character and about uh, their culture, etc. Does this mean they don't draft a player like Jalen Carter? Does this mean they don't trap draft a player like Jalen Carter in the top five? Does this mean they take him midway through the first round of the draft? Is this is this a a really bad thing for the Bears? A potentially good thing for the Bears? How do you read it?
4: well i I think the first thing we need to mention is this is a tragic thing right yep he he's been he's been charged with some crimes in relation to an incident where two young people uh lost their lives, so I think that's the first thing we have to keep in perspective. There have been reports that he lied to police about this as well, which would be um concerning to the Bears or 31 other teams that were taking a look at at what's going on here. And this is just the latest thing that teams are having to uh, dig in and look into involving Jalen Carter. I don't believe that he's got a criminal history prior to this, but there's, um, like I said yesterday, there's just more than enough stuff there in his background that teams have been doing an awful lot of work on it and a fear. uh And we'll see where this thing goes. Right. You know, I mean, there's a process, there's a, um, it's got to go to the courts, all that, but there would be a fear for any team that would take him. What's going to happen next when he's in our locker room? Like what's the next thing going to be? So, um, it, it's a tragic situation two people two young people lost their lives and it's uh, a complicating factor for a very um talented player who may wind up going uh lower in the draft
1: Brad because of the gravity of the situation that you described well and and because of the weight of the other stuff that was already you know part of the equation before this was even, even came to light I wonder if the Bears are just going to stay away because I think there's so much risk involved that I'm not sure Ryan Poles is in the position to take one that big. Let me ask you this, though. Practically speaking, if Will Anderson emerges as a guy that they really now feel like they have to have, can you see them changing the entire approach to their thought process in terms of trading down, how far they would go down? Doesn't this change? almost everything about our perceived plan that Ryan Poles maybe would have had going into the combine.
4: I don't think so because they, the bears need so much, Dave, they, they need multiple picks in this draft. They need more than a normal allotment of picks in next year's draft. They you know, just look at the critical areas. They need, what are we looking at? 75% of a defensive line brand new this year, if, if not 100%, right? Mm. Uh, they they need a wide receiver in the worst way. They need, I figure, we're looking at at least 40% of a new offensive line minimum and, and some more depth there uh, as well. I think they've got a greater need at cornerback than most people would uh, talk about. Certainly they need a weak side linebackers. There's so much stuff that they need that I, I just don't know. I, I mean, could they stay at one and take Will Anderson and be really happy with Will Anderson? No question. That that would be real easy to do. Uh, but Will Anderson isn't a throwback to, uh, what you know, Charlie Bednarik. Was he the last two-way player in the NFL? Um, he, he can't fill... Uh, multiple uh, spots for them uh, on the depth chart.
3: Yeah. And I, and I think that, you know, as much as we celebrate the bears having uh, the first overall pick, they only have uh, one in the top 50. They only have three in the top hundred. And we've talked about this when we talked about how they got all those linemen in the final 100 last year, you'd be better off getting them in the first hundred. So they need more selections. They need to, parlay that pick into more i found it fascinating to hear everyone's kind of stance yesterday uh you know we heard from uh uh from from Chris Ballard we heard from uh the uh the Panthers i mean it was just it, it, it was amazing how nobody apparently is interested in that number one pick but there will be a massive market for it
4: yeah well the, you have to ask yourself a question though <clears throat> and i think the bears We'll, we'll, are probably trying to answer this question as well. Who are they? Who are they trading up for? Right. Who Who's the guy? If there was a clear cut player right now, where everybody looked at it and said, "Yep, that that's the quarterback that's going one," I think there's a there's a real chance the Bears would be staying there and taking the quarterback. Like if it was a, a slam dunk quarterback prospect hmm. of that nature. That they wouldn't be able to pass on that, so you so you step back and look at it and you say that player doesn't exist right now, so so who are they coming up to get and the uh, the driven need uh, which will stretch to desperation for some of these teams could quite possibly and very well may create a situation where someone does want to trade up for the pick, but. But seriously, like, who are they coming to get, right? Which, which guy is it?
1: That's, that's a great question, Brad. And I, I guess that brings me back to what what I asked previously, is that if there is no quarterback that emerges, and Will Anderson is clearly the number one player in your board, and I respect the quantity over quality emphasis because the Bears need every position filled. I get that, and I, I think we, we all understand that. But I just wonder if yesterday, in removing Jalen Carter from the top of your board, increased the likelihood, or maybe the chances, even if they were small, that you would either stay at one or go down no lower than two because the Cardinals are there wanting Will Anderson at three. And if you've got to get that guy, because there's no one who is good enough for someone to be compelled to move up to get, would you stay and go no lower than two and draft the generational guy who you think is the next Micah Parsons? Is he a generational guy? Like
4: I, I think we've been so focused on him and Carter that uh, that we've maybe overstated. Maybe that, and and Will Anderson may may go on to have a fantastic career, but when I talk to scouts, they all like him. I I haven't found a guy that's compared him to some of these elite uh, game changing players that we've seen. The past couple of years, you know, scouts are notoriously uh, hard on players when they evaluate them. You know, there's an element of looking for what's uh, wrong with the guy instead of what's right with him. But I don't think they put him in a class with a with a Miles Garrett or a, or a Nick Bosa. So is is he a generational player? I, He may okay. that's, that's very well. That's good information. That.
1: That's good information because I think that there's an assumption. That he could be, and if you're talking to people that are saying that maybe he isn't, that's worth knowing because but, the but, Bears need to know that.
3: But in fairness, when we look at that, this is the teardown portion of the program, right? <laughs> you, you, what this what happens starting at the combine is when you start looking for warts. You, you build up the, this view of the player based on the tape. Look and what he you, can't do. You got to interview him, and you got to look at other things. And you do your background checks, and then you break down tape with them, and you do. And and then you try to tear him down, and then before the draft you want to build him back up in your mind, and you want to figure out who he is. I I, I would have no yeah, problem and, hearing that because I think that's
4: and and like I think the I think the character stuff with Will Anderson is strong. I from what I've been told, you know, if you want a guy who is a real alpha among a locker room full of alphas at Alabama, he's your guy right and and he's got the production, and you see it on tape, so you could take will Anderson first overall and feel great about it and I, and certainly, I think the fan base would feel fantastic about it. The only issue as as we talked about earlier is they've just got uh, so many um, blank spots on their depth chart on both sides of the ball right now and a and a lack of volume of picks the Seattle Seahawks, guys, have four picks before the Bears have their second pick in this draft. The Detroit Lions, in the same division, have three picks before the Bears get their second uh, choice. And then Detroit's fourth pick comes like two picks after the Bears at 54. I think the Lions are at 56. So um, it's just got so many needs that I can understand wanting to stay for – the opportunity to get the top front seven defensive player on the board. Um, I can understand and probably buy into more, maybe seeking that trade package. If it comes, that gives you more depth in this draft, potentially more depth uh, in 2024. And, and then you start making a little more progress toward getting the building blocks, not a building block, but multiple foundational players to get this thing uh, rolling in the right direction.
1: Great point, Brad. So if the Bears theoretically are in the bottom part of the top ten, say they're nine, one of the guys that might be in under consideration spoke yesterday, Texas Tech's Tyree Wilson, who's a mountain of a man, but yeah. also made a strong impression I wonder what you think you're hearing about him, and is he the kind of player that would fit the profile? Okay, if you don't take Will Anderson because of some concerns or whatever and it's too high and you want to multiply that pick into multiple picks to get more in the top 100, if you're in a position to take Tyree Wilson, what are you getting?
4: Yeah, you're getting getting a really, really dynamic. It comes in a big package. I mean, I watched – some stuff. Uh, him when I thought there was a chance that he would be at the Senior Bowl, and he had a minor injury, so he ended up uh, not being immobile to play in the game. And I mean, he's he's huge and he's powerful. And I think what what people saw from Tyree Wilson this past season is a guy who is dominating at times without great technique. And great technique can come at the next level with strong coaching. Uh, so if you feel like he's a guy that's going to be um, a quick learner and that type of thing, you start refining some of what he's doing. And, you know, it's the sky's the limit thing because he's, he's massive. You know, and super long arms and, like I said, extremely uh, strong and powerful so he he's going to be an interesting guy wherever he goes uh, he could uh he could be a dominant left end uh for the bears he's got that kind of size
3: and and again there are a lot of players that are kind of i mean not him in particular but there are a lot of players that are going to move up in value after this right and and you yeah, see and there's, and there's... It, yeah and ahead.
4: There's there's edge rushers in this draft. Yes, there's it's it's a solid draft for edge rushers. Now it's more thin as it always is uh, for that disruptive interior defensive lineman like Jalen Carter. Those guys are more difficult uh, to find. But if you don't get a Will Anderson. And you you do have picks where they need to be. You still got an opportunity to get a pretty good. Uh, young pass rusher, and it's a critical need for the Bears coming off uh, a 20 sack season. I mean, 20 sacks is um, that, that's just ridiculous. So they've got to uh, address that, and and that's something that Will Anderson couldn't do by himself. I mean, they were so undermanned uh, when it came to getting after the quarterback that that's why I said, that, you know, they need three new starters. On that defensive line, and they need they need a a situational pass rusher that can come in and help out if Dominique Robinson uh, can't grow into that role uh, after a rookie season where I thought he was disappointing in the second half of the year.
1: So Brad, okay, take us back. Let's, Let's take a step back to yesterday. And you've been to a lot of combines, and your spot is well established. And you've done a lot of these things. How do you? how do you put into what happened yesterday into context Jalen Carter, the news, when it broke, why it may have broken the the timing that it did and the reaction from teams, because as we heard from the Panthers GM, they had a conversation in a meeting with Jalen Carter the night before it didn't come up. So this caught a lot of thing, a lot of teams off guard, which I guess is a bit of a surprise as well. How would you just describe what happened and how unusual it was?
4: yeah well i think anytime i it's it's pretty rare when you've got a player at the combine and there are arrest warrants issued for'em like that's and and how the timing of that happened uh for uh law enforcement uh in athens georgia i I don't have any idea uh obviously uh the the tragic accident was in uh early to mid january right so that's, that's it's taking- been a while yeah. uh yeah so there's you know and and i it's my understanding that law enforcement spoke with carter uh at least a couple times uh so how that came together and the timing yeah again i i don't know but yeah, i talked to a guy uh earlier this week who had who had interviewed uh carter at, no it didn't come up i mean but but these are 18 minute interviews and trust me um they had a whole they had a whole lot of stuff on the list that they couldn't get to in those 18 minutes uh it, but this would have been at the forefront. So yeah, when you when you've got something going on, when teams aren't aware of it, uh when there are reports that you potentially were not honest with uh police. I mean, this is all stuff that's is it's gonna make um a tragic situation a lot messier uh for Jalen Carter as he looks to the next level. You know, some people use the warrant sept uh, comparison because Warren Sapp was obviously a, a dominant player at that same position and Warren Sapp fell in the draft Warren Sapp uh, fell in the draft because back then they put you know an emphasis on guys who tested positive for marijuana and Warren Sapp was a jerk okay uh, so that's why he fell in the draft uh, it wasn't uh, there There weren't really issues with Sapp uh, beyond that so the Jalen Carter situation is uh, more complex than that.
3: Yeah, and, and um, I think I understand that. I I think we all saw – I think everybody was really shocked and surprised when that happened yesterday. But the fact that they're misdemeanor charges would seemingly indicate that there's not going right. to be a legal uh, enough legal ramification to prevent him from being in the draft. So then it comes down to, as you mentioned – you know, what does the character issue, where do you conclude, uh, you know, ideas of citizenship versus football character, all that stuff that we've talked about uh, for years and years. Someone will draft the guy. They just probably won't draft him as high as they might have. But he will even, you know, if indeed his his legal situation is, is somehow remedied, and even if he's facing uh, some sort of civil suits, who knows what's going to happen that would not preclude him from being available in the draft and taken in the draft.
4: No, not at all. Not at all. And and I think the the question and issue you have is when you're, when you're in the neighborhood where the bears are right now, um, you've, you've got to be very uh, concerned and focused on the floor of the player you're taking, not just the ceiling and the overall talent, but, I mean, you can't, you can't take a guy in the top five and have some reservations about the floor that you're getting with the player, because uh, if if that that floor winds up being low, uh, then you're the GM and the organization that that just blew it on a very high draft pick for a player that there were known issues with. Like that, that's how that's how guys can you know add something to the resume that gets them fired uh sooner rather than later. So, yeah, he's going to be picked. Uh, he he could be picked in round one. He could be picked high in round one if if someone uh, feels comfortable uh, enough with it. I was, I talked to people yesterday. I'm like, well, what what does this mean? Where does he go? And they're like, you know, way way too early to uh, to to reach any conclusion on that. But it would be it would be difficult based on what happened yesterday morning. I, for him to go in the in the top few picks, I would think maybe that changes in the next couple of weeks and, and or the next month or so. But it's um, again, it's a tragic situation that has made things um, very complicated for, for the individual.
1: Quickly, Brad, what do you think of Ryan Poles installing a putting green and a dartboard in the Bears suite for those meetings with prospects?
4: Yeah, I I mean maybe they're gonna add a game room at uh, at house hall. I don't know. I you you want you want uh, <laughs> you want the players to um, to to not be nervous. You you kind of wanna you don't want to catch them off guard. But you know, I was talking to a guy about interviewing quarterbacks, and he said you you know you want to put them in a situation where they're answering a question that they haven't rehearsed time and time again, as they get ready for the combine, you want to, you want to get a kind of a natural response to them. So maybe mixing it up like that is something that creates that, excuse me, creates that kind of setting uh, for these players, not just the quarterbacks, but every player where um, you've just done your best to create some type of uh, loose situation. If they're going to have that stuff though, I mean, they're going to need, what, a kegerator uh, and, and some other stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> let's, let's be real here.
3: <laughs> Big you're the best. Thank you,
4: buddy. Thanks, Brad. All right, guys. Have a great day.
3: <laughs> that is our guy, Brad Biggs, live from the uh... –